What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday or Monday night, whenever you're getting to this episode, or maybe it's Wednesday or Thursday. Welcome to another episode of The Vile Files. Listen to your heart recap, as well as uh, talking to uh, country music pop stars. Uh, Caitlin Bristow joins me today to help uh, break down Listen to Your Heart, as well as uh, talk about her new hit single, If I'm Being Honest. Uh very excited for for Caitlin and her success, and it was uh, uh, very cool to talk to her about uh, you know how long she's been working on this song, what the experience been like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so fun conversation as always with Caitlin, as well as kind of talking about just you know all things Bachelor. So I certainly hope you enjoy listening to the upcoming episode. Uh, I do have some sad news uh, to share with you. Rochelle has moved on from uh, the podcast of Iowa Files. And uh, it is definitely a big bummer, but we wish her a ton of success in the future. And um, she wasn't able to uh, uh, say goodbye on this episode, but uh, we will certainly uh, have her back down the road to uh, see what she's up to and, and maybe help us uh, recap an episode or two or, uh, of The Bachelor. Um, and so just want to say uh, thanks to Rochelle for all she's done uh, for The Vile Files. She was uh, with us from the start, uh, she uh, has uh, put a lot of work on this show, uh, a lot of uh, creative aspects and ideas uh, that uh, were you see and, and listen to and things that you enjoy from the show uh, you know, have come from Rochelle. So uh, we, she will be missed. Uh, we wish her a ton of success uh, going forward um, uh, on her comedy career and her acting career. She's doing a lot of great things and excited to see what she has coming down the pipeline. So just want to say a, a, a big thank you to Rochelle uh, for uh, producing uh, and helping produce this uh, this uh, podcast uh, for the past year and a half, and um, we wish her the best, and we are, are sad to see her go. So um, if you uh, follow Rochelle, uh, you, know, you know, give her a, a nice uh, shout out on, on social, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer, but uh, we are happy to, to see her uh, move on and... Um, Wish her nothing but the best. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we, we will have a new producer. Uh, excited to introduce you to her. And uh, be sure to check us out uh, tomorrow for a fantastic episode with Laura Morano, a, a very talented musician, singer, uh, actor, actress. I don't know what the proper thing to say is these days. But uh, she joins us, and we have a fantastic conversation. I think you will really enjoy it. So be sure to check us out tomorrow uh, Wednesday, that is, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, for the Laura Murano episode. Uh, I think I've covered it all. Don't forget to send your questions at asknick at uh, castmedia.com, cast with a K for Ask Nick episodes. If you are tuning in to listen to your favorite, Kate and Bristow, be sure to check us out on Mondays for Ask Nick episodes. We give some great relationship advice. Well, actually, we give some relationship advice. I don't know if it's great, but people share their stories. It's very intimate. Um, and uh, we, I think we all learn a lot about relationships and love and life, and uh, I think uh, you will really enjoy it. So other than that... Um, uh, get ready for a, a great episode with uh, Caitlin Bristow, and I think that's about it. What's going on, Caitlin? Oh, just jumping right into it. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah. I had a little moment this morning because I forget we're in different time zones, and I put on the camera at 11, and I was like, oh my gosh, he probably meant 11 Pacific time because he wouldn't get up at 9 a.m. to podcast. Well, I would, uh, and I thought, because I thought, well, she's on central time zone, so she probably doesn't want to do it in the afternoon. So that's I mean, I Sundays are my day of doing absolutely nothing. So yeah, I didn't want to ruin that. You know, oh, thank I you. just don't want you to have your afternoon to do nothing because nothing is something to do. I agree. It's, it's called self care. Yeah, it's not it's like staring at the wall and feeling like not not judging yourself for it. I, I would judge myself for that, though. Staring at the wall. Would you? I would. <laughs> You never, never just zoned out. I mean, yeah, but then I would judge myself if I was just staring at a wall. I'd be like, "What's happening in your life, Caitlin? That you need to be staring at a wall right now?" What is happening in your life, pop star? Ah, that's so funny. Jason said to me the other day, he's like, "Am I dating a pop star?" I was like, <laughs> uh, "No, you're you're dating a one hit wonder. I'm not sure where it's gonna go from here." <laughs> that's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I was watching, you know, watching the finale of "Listen to Your Heart," and then. You know, you know, as always, they're going to like introduce the city 
of Nashville, and they'll remind you of all the legendary couples. I love how you, uh, you know, in your cl- classic Caitlin Bristow kind of comedy, interjected like, well, you know, Caitlin and Jason. I'm assuming you were working on this song when you were filming the finale of Listen to Your Heart, yes? I was working on this song almost two years ago. Okay. But I was kind of like practicing and stuff. But it's so funny because, yeah, um, who was it? Rita Wilson. She was like, you know, Johnny and June and like saying all these like iconic. And then when I was watching it, I kind of cringed because I was like, Caitlin and Jason. And obviously that's my humor. And I was like, oh, God, get over yourself, Caitlin. It, it came off just fine. I don't think. Okay, anyone, good. I mean, the fact that you <laughs> the fact that you dropped a song a few days ago <laughs> was good time. And listen, like good for you. It's a good song. It is. Thank you. I'm not. Thanks. I'm not even trying to be nice. I think, uh, <laughs> and just so you know, like, you know, as as everyone does, people text, you know, uh, each other, and it's kind of like, did you hear Caitlyn's song? They're like, it's pretty good. I'm like, I know, super fucking annoying. Uh, no, but I think everyone. I think everyone. Uh, I think the it's unanimous that it's it's pretty damn good. Everyone seems to like it. It's not it like. And you were texting me the night before, you know, we we're talking about something else and you were yeah. saying, I'm dropping this song. I'm really nervous. And, you know, this is before you sent it to me to listen to. And I was nervous for you in the sense that, like I said to you, it's just like, I know very little about, about music and the music industry, except that it seems like it's uh, a very, it's it's very hard to break into. Uh, the critics are that much harder, even fans, right? In the yeah. sense that like, so many, there's so many talented people out there, right? And even if you're not, like for, for you, like a lot of people might not even know you can sing and mm-hmm. people will put out music and people want to dislike it. I think their first intention, their first reaction is what? They're doing what? They're putting out a song. They think they can do this. Yeah. And they're looking, like when they turn it on, they're, I, they're looking to like nitpick. They're looking to like criticize. And so when you listen to a song and you like it, you're like, oh, fuck, damn, that's pretty damn good. Like, <laughs> it's really hard to do. So uh, I, I give you a lot of credit and congratulations on that because, uh, I, yeah, I think it's one of the, the hardest things to break into. Thank you. Yeah, I was so terrified. It was like, I I can't think of another time I've been that nervous for anything. And I don't I don't get too nervous for much. I get more excited. And this one, I was nervous in like a way where I was like, this is going to flop. I'm going to look like an idiot. And because of that same thing you're saying, like I'm in Nashville. It was like, it's like the most talented city for singer songwriters, musicians. And I always say that people ask why I was so nervous. And I keep saying like, we all do it on Instagram. We compare ourselves to other people and how much better their lives look than ours. It's the same thing. I'm like, I'm in Nashville and who do I think I am? Like Carrie Underwood coming off a reality show and dropping like a song and I'm nowhere near Carrie Underwood's like vocal talent. Carrie Underwood got her start on a reality TV show. I know, but she's the only one that can like, like she was so legit and I I kept comparing myself to her voice being like, well, I don't have a Carrie Underwood voice. So who am I to release a song? And then obviously I sat on the song for two years, almost two years. So I'm like, you know what, the time that we're in right now, isolation has taught me like timing is so precious and and like I would regret it if I never did this. So, so and how, the, the lyrics are relatable to people right now. How long ago did you record this? Um, I recorded it the day that the news came out that Sean and I broke up. And it was so hard because my dad was in town to like be there for me. And I woke up in the morning knowing I had to go record the song that I had booked so far in advance because, you know, musicians and the um, producers and stuff are so busy. And knowing that that news was dropping, like everyone was going to know and people were, my phone was going to be blowing up. And I had to get up out of bed that morning. My dad was like, we can do this. I'll be there for you. Like, I'll go with you to the recording studio. And like, my dad is like the most precious human being on the planet where he just like, wants me to feel all my feelings. He's like, you can cry, you can laugh, we'll all be there together. And so that's what I did. I just went to the the studio and I had so much fun and I cried and I was so emotional. And I feel like that helped with recording the song because I was so vulnerable in that moment of singing those lyrics. Yeah, did you did you write it on your own? I mean, obviously when you listen to the lyrics, it has a lot of uh, Kate and Bristow in it, right? So it's yeah. obviously coming from 
Like you, you like it's like yeah, you're telling your story. Like you, yeah, it's uh, definitely. I I co-wrote, so I mean, I technically wrote it, but with I can't do that on my own. I will never claim to be that talented because that's that's the joy. Uh, that's the beauty of living in a city like Nashville. I made so many friends with singers and songwriters that they're like, well, why don't just come hang out and we'll write. And I'm like, I have no business being in a you know songwriting session because I've never wrote a song before. But I'm really good at telling a story or sure. saying how I feel and putting ideas out there. And so that's what I did. I went and sat with two friends and we just kind of talked about how I was feeling. And I I actually contributed to the song m- way more than I thought I was going to. I think I underestimated myself and I went in there and I had so much input. So obviously the professionals are able to put it into a song format. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. I'm definitely proud of how much um, I wrote I mean, the it, song. Like I said, it clearly has. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly, yeah, it has the KB story behind it. Again, like as far as the the song, how to write a song, and the things that make a, a song catchy and and mm-hmm. sound good. Obviously, like I don't think yeah, there's any shame in suggesting that you need help. Um, yeah. Some of the biggest stars in the world. Uh, I mean, literally, they all have uh, songwriters, oh, even yeah. if they write their own songs. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah. There, there's producers and writers that. Uh, you know, help it. So there's, there's certainly nothing, nothing wrong with that. How is the, I mean, I mean, I know the reaction's been positive, but how has it been? Like, who have you heard from? Has it, have you been surprised? Any big surprises of who reached out and, and gave feedback or their, uh, you know, opinions on your song? Um, I mean, the one thing uh, Jason asked me the other day, like who is, who has reached out that has meant the most to you? Um, and obviously like friends and family, of course, but it's people that are actual musicians who have reached out and said like, wow, great job. Like Carly Pierce, who is the most insane singer in Nashville. I'm obsessed with her voice. And she like commented heart eyes on the song. And I was like, (laughs) or like Brett Kissel, who's a Canadian country star. And we're in his music video and he's a dear friend. He was like, uh, like let's collaborate or like, what can we do? And he was like, I'm really impressed with the song. And like, there's been some, you know, um, labels out there that have reached out already just to like have initial conversations, not like, yeah, Tell we'll you sign you. But no, uh, no, no music re- labels reached out to me, Caitlin. <laughs> we'll drop a song. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be something. No, it's like, I mean, I mean, I'm obviously joking, but like when it comes out, it's just like, it's super annoying that you're <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm. I'm good at the dumbest things, like painting Bob Ross paintings and roller skating and ironing. Like, but that works for you. And what I saw that, though? like, when does the hell did you learn how to roller skate like that? I grew. I mean, I roller skated like every Saturday as a kid growing up in Wisconsin. That I was like, that was a hidden talent that you dropped on everybody. I was like, what? Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah, there's no, uh, um, no. I haven't been reached out by the uh, roller skating producers of the world. Um, <laughs> You're not going to be in any roller derbies anytime soon. You know that's the dream, but no, it's. I listen. I'll, I'm going to be honest. Like I've always, people always, you know, there's always that question of, you know, what's one town that you don't have that you wish you could have, and I've always said to be able to sing, um, and I've even fantasized about like the idea of having musical talent, being able to sing, and literally do what you did. Like this idea that I could have this like secret talent of singing that would write a song and I would just drop it on my Instagram. Be like, hey, surprise, I'm a musical genius. Like, and everyone would be like, oh, like you literally did that and it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I even found, like that was part of my fear of doing that and releasing it. I was like, this, is, this might be annoying to some people. No, I mean, like it's awesome and I'm really proud of you and it's super Thanks. awesome and I think it's great, but like the... The jealous bone in my body was really throbbing. We'll, um, we'll find something for you to release and, and get signed no, on. It's, it's totally going to be something fine. dumb, but it'll be fun. Better help. Well, people, you know about Better Help. We've talked a lot about it on this podcast. It's uh, an absolutely fantastic app uh, that helps promote uh, strong mental health. And if you've ever wondered, considered, thought about uh, talking to a healthcare professional uh, for your mental health, um, now's a great time to start and better help makes it very easy for you to do that. So whether you are suffering from depression, stress, anxiety, relationship problems, sleeping, 
uh, problems, um, LGBTQ matters, grief, you know, anything. It doesn't really, um, maybe you just need to talk to someone, uh, talking to a, um, Mental health specialist, a professional, uh, is always something we promote on this show, and they make it very easy to do out of the comfort of your home, uh, you know, through virtual videos on your tablet or phone. Uh, you take a, a, a test, and, and they will align you with a, a, a professional that fits your needs. If you decide it's not a good match, you can always uh, change, no problem. And again, like to just make it super easy, super comfortable, and uh, they're doing great things. I've had friends who've tried it. They uh, give great feedback. Uh, they are glad they finally got to the point where they, they talked to someone. So if you're ever wondering uh, or considered it, now's a great time. So like I said, I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener of The Vile Files, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Natural habits. Well, people, uh, I know we are staying inside a little bit more now uh, due to uh, the pandemic we are facing and uh, always important to have clean, healthy indoor air and you want to smell good. And diffusing essential oils are a great way of doing that. Uh, natural habits uh, are essential oil blends that are perfectly and strategically designed to have great smells and have medicinal benefits like our release blend that helps you relax and calm down and help you sleep better at night. Our center blend that helps uh, with headaches. Uh, we have great feedback from our customers on its ability to help prevent the start of a headache and help relieve them. And so they're just... Uh, Safer ways to, you know, if you're trying to like wean off taking ibuprofen for headaches, uh, always a great option to try essential oils. Uh, also, just a much healthier option than, you know, burning candles or spraying Febreze or plugins. All those are just toxic chemicals. So try out essential oils you haven't. Uh, nhoils.com, nhoils.com. And how about uh, we'll do code KB for Caitlin, our guest today. Code KB, letter K, letter B for 30% off your order. Free shipping. Check us out at nhoils.com for USDA organic certified essential oils. Uh, I do have to ask, uh, you mentioned uh, people reaching out. You mentioned you recorded right after uh, you and Sean broke up. Have, did you hear from Sean? Did he send you any congratulatory, like, hey, proud of you, nice job, text, anything, no. nothing? No. Um, no, I didn't expect him to. Um, it, it's so funny because he did actually reach out, not to me, but to um, one of my friends asking for a guitar back that we bought together about five years ago. And I was like, I know, like, I'm just like trying to like start learning the guitar, whatever. So, so he did reach out about that. And I said, and so I just reached out to him and I said, Hey, um, yeah, you can come get your guitar, like whenever. And he said, thanks. I appreciate it. Whatever. Not a big deal. And then, you know, uh, it was absolutely devastating when Tucker, his dog died because I loved that dog so hard. But I was obviously devastated for him because I know that was his absolute best friend. Like, I was always worried about that day when that happened. And of course, I reached out and said, you know, like, so sorry about Tucker. You gave him such a good life. Are you OK? But I still haven't heard from him since that. Did like, he, he hasn't wrote back to you. About no, the dog. No, I mean, I, you know, like. Everyone grieves differently, and I sure. totally understand that because, honestly, if I put myself in that position, I would probably not want to talk to anybody, especially my sense. ex. Yeah. <laughs> especially my ex, so I'm not going to hold it against him, but um, that's, that's yeah, that's kind of the only interaction we've had. Yeah, still a miss on Sean's part. At least, can, you know, right? You could, like, how hard would it have been to be like, hey, congrats, really neat what you did. Yeah, but, you know. I know. But I'll I just say it. You don't have to it, comment. Though. I'll just say, like, he could have uh, been a little bit more gracious. You know, it's fine. It's maybe, still a lot of, you know what? Maybe he listens to my podcast and he will take some, you know, maybe he'll take this, right? You know, Sean, totally. if you're out there, feel free to congratulate Caitlin on her success. <laughs> no, because now it's forced. Now it's <laughs> no, forced. No, Listen, he doesn't listen to my podcast. If there's <laughs> anything right. I'm sure of in this world is that Sean does not listen to this podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, are you, so are you... Like, ha you said you worked on the song for two years. Yeah. I mean, do you have other things you've been working on? Or is it like this This has been the focus and now you're like, oh, shit. It turns out people like it. Now I'm even more motivated to keep writing. Or, you know, be 
and sometimes again, not with music, but when I'm creating other things, I'll be so invested. And the idea of doing it again does seem like a bit, well, it's like, how could I do this again? So where yeah. are you? Where are you in kind of next steps in your music career? Yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling. I do have um, a couple other songs already recorded, but again, they were from quite a while ago that I'm like, are they dated? Like, do I need to redo them? There's one song that I really love about whiskey that I wrote that I'm like, it's super catchy, but I feel like I want to like, the production needs to be a little bit um, up to date or something. I don't know. So I'll probably release that one. And then, yeah, I kind of got, I, I, I thought I was going to release it and be like, oh, that's a fun thing to do. Like release music and have people be like, ooh, talk about our song and everybody can relate to it in this time. And then when I saw the feedback, I was kind of like, exactly what you said I got motivated again to be like oh well I should probably write more and release more music but then that little negative voice in my head goes leave it at a one-hit wonder because everybody loved it so much then after that that's when the people are going to be hard on you because they'll be comparing it to that song and also you know like the hype of me putting out a song is is probably what got me on the top charts is because people are just curious like like you said they wanted to not like it or like hear what I sounded like and now I just, I, that, I'm just being negative. <laughs> uh, listen, there's definitely some of that, but that doesn't yeah. matter. It's still, it's no, This is like, just me making excuses again to not do Yeah, this. it's still a big deal that it, it reached number one. And whether it was people just doing it out of curiosity, and certainly because it was new, fine. It doesn't matter. It was still an incredible accomplishment. And yes, listen, uh, the best artists in the world um, release hits and they release stinkers you know yeah uh, that happens and i'm the same way when taylor swift releases music like i always want to critique and then i'm like who am i to be doing that and i always end up loving her catchy songs anyways so you're f- i'm big, not that i'm taylor swift that's but. that's that's, that's, that's part of being a fan um mm-hmm. but uh also yeah you don't even have to record i mean you don't have to release anything you record i mean that's true are all your songs going to be about alcohol <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> But if you think about it, what country song does not talk about? No, alcohol? I was gonna say a true country fashion. I mean, like <laughs> it's like my way to. It's like finally, I won't be judged for talking about drinking all the time if I put it out into country music. <laughs> uh, I, I was. Uh, I made that count. I'm, should I do a roller skating music video to your song and like? Yes. You dr- okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't believe you just thought of that now. If I do, will you post it on your Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It has to be good, though. Because if, if you there's one thing yourself, I'm good at, it's play, making roller skating music videos. <laughs> Wait, only if you're wearing a scrunchie, too. I probably, I don't, like, I cut my hair. I won't yeah, you it. put it on a on your wrist. No, I'll, you know what? I, I have some creative ideas flowing in my head. Okay. Um, we'll see if I bust it out. Okay. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, so we, should we, should, should, should we? Um, should we uh, get into the finale of Listen to Your Heart? Take two. Yes. Let's uh, now, now that we have both a, a Bachelor expert and a, uh, a, a music star. Oh, before we do, I have one question. What's a bop? Oh, my gosh. You're like my mom. <laughs> my mom had, had to ask me what a bop was. And I was like, I, I don't really know an answer to that. I just know if somebody like likes a catchy song. Ooh, that's a bop. And I, so, I picked up on that, but people are yeah. like, oh, Caitlin's song's the bop of the summer. I'm like, okay, I get that it's supposed to be a big hit, but does it stand for something? Where did it come from? Do you not no, know? I, I don't know. I saw it on um, saw it on Urban Dictionary and sent a screenshot of it to my mom, but it said something like, it was very simple. Like when, it, I think it's like if you like to bop to a song, like oh, you're bopping. That makes I, sense. Yeah, so. I think. That's so funny that you didn't know my mom. My mom did the same thing. She was like, what's a bop? And then I like sent her a screenshot of the definition. And then like she tried to reuse it in like a conversation later. And she was like, oh, yeah, totally. That song's bopping. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> Your mom's you tried. Music it all the time now. Hey, you got to feel good that uh, people are learning the meaning of a bop as a result of your song. There you go. I mean, at least, at least your mother and I. Yeah, just you two, I think. <laughs> um, all right, so listen to your heart. What are your What are your thoughts on on this uh, new show this season? Where are you at, hey, country star? I I hate to say this because I just don't like when shows have to be about drama to get ratings. But I just find it too friendly. It's like everybody's so friendly and nice and happy, and there's no like 
oh, what's going to happen? It's like everybody's rooting for each other. And it's like I want to love that. But also when it comes to Bachelor, I think what we like to watch about that show is a little drama. Yeah, you know, you're totally right. And we got a little bit with uh, Brandon and Julia um, and Natasha, a little bit. But I think that's kind of the hard part is you're introducing music to the show. And so there's clearly a focus on music. There's always going to be a focus on love. And so it's like, you know... There, I, you know, it's it's like it's tough, as Chris, you know, said when he came on uh, and recapped uh, this with us. I mean, it's hard to make a new show. The producers are, you know, they oh, yeah. came up with this idea. They're thinking of ideas on the fly. Um, it'll be interesting. Good job with it. Yeah, no, it's a great. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting. You know, obviously, you know, I don't know how like if the ratings perform relative to the other ba- Bachelor shows. I don't know you know, with the times that we're in and people are streaming more than watching network television, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be curious to see how the, you know, the executives over at Warner Brothers and ABC, like measure the success. And will there be like, there was a lot of references towards the end of this episode of Chris saying, you know, the first ever season one, you know, implying that there's going to be more. I'll yeah. be curious if there, if there is. And just like, listen, you know, Paradise One was a hit but yeah. it wasn't what it was like season two and it really hit its stride season three because That's even true. the producers are just kind of like, all right, we learned from like things we did fans, things fans loved thing, things fans yeah. didn't love. It'll be interesting to see if they get another chance to kind of build on what they did season one. Yeah. Cause they, I mean, like any show you need to work out the kinks and see what people like and don't like. And I, I thought it was such a good concept because obviously people love American Idol and people love The Bachelor and you're just combining those two. And I just get super uncomfortable when people like haven't really met and they're trying to find a connection and then they have to like sing to each other. I've, I'm like, bleh, I get like the secondhand heebie-jeebies for it. It just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, well, it was just always kind of funny. I'm like, I'm not a music guy, right? And then... Even the people on the show uh, were just like, yeah, I've never like been in a relationship with someone I've performed before. But in yeah. Bachelor World, it was like, you you can't make music unless you're in love. Right. <laughs> you know? It was like, I'm like, I think you can. You know, like Rudy, <laughs> Rudy and Matt are a perfect example of uh, that. That was the one bummer, uh, uh, I think, for me, this episode is that. You know, Moody and Matt, you know, the first 20 minutes uh, or so of the, the episode was the breakup of, of Rudy and Matt. Yeah. Uh, because I, it was like, oh, we don't get to see them perform because they were, Ugh. they seem to be the most, uh, uh, in terms of combination of musically gifted and then having the stage presence, like yes. they were definitely the most talented. Like Chris and Bree, I think musically are probably just as talented. This is coming from someone who doesn't know music. But at the same time, like the way Rudy, especially Rudy, she has such a strong stage presence. Yeah. Uh, it was a bummer not to see them perform because uh, I, I have surprisingly enjoyed the performances more than I thought I would. Same. I was so bummed. I was like, just fake it. Like, we want to see you perform. And, and I thought it was so cute that Matt was like, you know, I could act in love with her and we could go on and perform. But he obviously was not feeling it enough to do so. But like their their chemistry on stage was so fire and off it obviously wasn't there but like you said when i'm watching chris and brie like they're very just like calm on stage and like not a lot of energy but their voices are so insane that you're like you're into it but rudy like she just pours her heart and soul into yeah. it when she's singing you feel it and i don't know it just it sucks that i was like can't you just be in love i interviewed matt on my podcast and i was like couldn't you can't you just love her please <laughs> Because we want to see you guys. This was a classic music. case of I, I. I will say this. This uh, show has, I guess, as much. Maybe it always. It feels a little bit more in terms of of. It kind of demonstrated real life a lot in terms of relationships, and what I mean by that is like, look at Rudy and Matt. Like this was a classic case of. You know, every time Matt was like, I have so much respect for her. I care about her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, this came to a head with the introduction of the fantasy suite was like, Matt didn't want to have sex with Rudy. 
Right. He just, he didn't, he didn't feel the physical connection, right? The classic friend zone. I mean, yeah. when Matt was talking about Rudy, it reminded me of all the times I've uh, met women in my life where I became good friends with them and they were great and I loved hanging out with them and I loved yeah. talking to them. And I just, I just wasn't physically, it didn't have, it lacked the physical connection, right? And so, yeah. you know, the the kind of, it's always interesting, especially in like relationships. I don't know what your thoughts on are on this is that there's always this double standard. We've we've talked about double standards when especially when it comes to sex with men and women, right? Mm-hmm. Um on so many things like women can get slut shamed and things like that. At the same time, it's always interesting because there's always this expectation that guys are always into having sex. We're always like we're always up for it. Like we yeah. will fuck anything. Anything, yeah. you know, like and what, you know, it, that's not always true. And there are guys, a lot of guys out there and I can relate and Matt's one of them where it was just like I like listen, I she likes me. I can tell she likes me. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to like cross that physical line because like that's going to, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I, it's weird because have you, has that ever happened to you? And like without getting into detail, like I feel like when women, when a guy gets rejected for having sex, he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like I'm shooting my shot. Like yeah. guys get rejected for sex all the time. But I feel like women feel because of the social standard of like, Guys will sleep with anything. If a, if they feel like a guy doesn't want to sleep with them, it feels like a bigger rejection. Does I think that make sense? Just you know, women. Like, I think women are just a little bit more like emotionally attached when it comes to being physical. Sure, for t- totally. Yeah. But I'm just. I just think like I think there's always like this expectation. I mean, even when I was in relationships, it was just like when I wanted to have sex, you know, they would often be like, eh, "I don't want to have sex tonight." I was like, "Okay," you know, and then. <laughs> If once in a while they're like, oh, let's have sex. And I'm like, oh, I'm tired. They're like, what? What ah! do you mean? You don't want to have, what? No. <laughs> like this, there's no, you know. I, I just, think it's, I think it's the emotional part of it. That's what I okay, think okay. coming right. from a woman. Um, but what, who's to say that? Why couldn't Rudy and Matt go there and just like hang out? I don't get it. Why does that mean that has to be physical? You're, I had a couple of those thoughts this episode as well. Same with Bree and Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, you know, yeah. like, um, but then I, a couple of things. One, obviously the, there's the show element, right? I think that I'm sure there were conversations. I've been like, Hey man, like if you're not going to do, you know, and I don't think, you know, just so you know, like producers are not like, Hey, are you going to fuck or not? Because otherwise no. go home. Like that's no. not, that's not happening. But you also have to keep in mind that there are like these, all these people are new, right? You know, especially Matt, you know, he's heard the fantasy suite. There's an implication of sex. Everyone's heard about the the windmill, you know, now. And I, my guess is Matt was just like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to, I don't want people to think we had sex. Yeah, I totally get it. I totally understand. Um, Matt, (laughs) Matt went a little over, like, I mean, I get he was, he meant well, but when he's just like, you have no idea how much I care about you. And I know you don't want to hear it. It's just like, you don't need to say it, man. Because he probably remember the other episode where he didn't say anything. And he was just like, like she dropped the L bomb and he just said nothing. And everyone's like, dude, say something. I think now he was going too far the other way where he's like, well, now I'm just going to say everything I'm thinking. So I don't sit here like a silent idiot. He said, thanks for speaking your truth. Yeah. He said, thanks for speaking your truth. And it was very courageous of her. Ouch. (laughs) It's so funny. When he was uh, on my podcast, I made him do a confession. And after he was done, I was like, thank you for sharing. That was very courageous of you. Thank you for speaking your truth. He was like, damn it. (laughs) Did he catch? Oh, he caught up on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've I've grown to really like like Matt. Um, Yeah, he's awesome. I wasn't sure about him at first, but he he seems pretty... Uh, level-headed and earnest and seems like a, a, a pretty stand-up guy and really talented musically. Uh, yeah, he so is. I've, I've enjoyed watching him. But uh, for all the guys out there, like sometimes you don't need to go overboard where it's just like you can like, st- you know, I really, you know, you never know. I really, you know, some, oh, when, when guys, when people in breakups are just like, the worst thing people can say in a breakup when they're trying to be nice yeah, is... I might regret this. And of course, I'll be thinking about this. Uh, I know. So it's like, actually, you won't, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you do, it doesn't really matter at this point. It doesn't. You know, it's funny because like I'm watching it, but like, you know, going back to your season, right? Classic God, breakup. When 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 you, you pick Sean, you break up with me. And everyone does. Like you think, well, I want the... 
I wonder if they're regretting their choice. I wonder if they're crossing my mind. And you want to think about that. But the reality is, I am, you know, having been in that position later, it's just like, I'm sure you were just far more excited to just be in the relationship with, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it yeah. just, you weren't on the mind. And I'm sure Matt was just like, probably glad once the breakup was over and Rudy was done crying, he was probably just happy that yeah. it was over. Like, he, that he got I think his. He was truth more out. sad that the world couldn't see her perform anymore, which he kind of said. Like, he, he was just so sad to take that away from her because she'll be out there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If she doesn't, like, she is. She has one of my favorite voices I've ever heard. No, she was, I mean, listen, to do the, uh, when you do the Bradley Cooper and Lady oh. Gaga song, you are absolutely set up for failure. Yeah, yes, yes. I mean, right? Like, That's what I was thinking, too. Like, I'm like, ooh, this, I don't care how good you are. This is like, like you just don't go there. And they absolutely nailed no, it. Yeah. It was uh, so good. I keep going back and watching that one performance because I love it so much. I watched it twice, which is a lot for me. <laughs> you didn't like fast forward or go make coffee during it. You actually watched. No, I, I did, and I went yeah. back and 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 I can't say that about all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not. I you know I, I Jamie and Trevor they did a like they're they're they were uh, there. It was Jamie's best performance. I mean, she yeah. definitely to her credit has gotten more and more confidence throughout this season. Yes, and that I has loved shown. watching her come out of her shell and get more confident on stage. Yeah, she's twenty one. <laughs> like I, what? I, my favorite part of the season has been Jamie giving relationship advice to all the people breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, has she like? Did, she oh she also said she had four boyfriends before that has cheated on her. I'm like, you're twenty one. How no, have you I, had four boyfriends? Well, my guy, listen. Like, to Jamie I, and, and Jamie's defense, like it's always like I always say, like when you're 21, you still feel old because you've never been 21 before. That's true. So Jamie, Jamie's a babe, right? I'm sure yeah. she had, you know, she had her eighth grade boyfriend, she had her ninth grade boyfriend. You know, That's she fair. had, she was probably you know the hottie in high school, and he had the her boyfriend was a senior. You know, you know, so it's not yeah. that hard to believe that she had four boyfriends and four. Like, I don't know shitty- why I just said that. I've had like 80 boyfriends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yes, as we get older, we look back and we don't even think of those as actual relationships. But in Jamie's mind, she they are, they're as real as, as anything. But it is, I mean, listen, it's sweet and it was funny, but she was just like, you know, you know, Trevor and I were just so in love and I wish you could have what we have. But like, you know, you, it was just like, you know, it came from such a sincere place on her part. I know. She is such a little sweetheart. But don't you think for 21, she is like pretty mature emotionally, like for for her age, don't you think? I don't know. I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't say one way or the other. I uh, no. I I don't know. I'm not saying whether she is or isn't. Yeah. But in my experience, um, that's hard to. The only way to really know that, and we haven't really learned about Jamie's backstory other than she had a couple boyfriends in high school, is I'm curious about. You know, like to 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 say that would show. It's more showing, uh, as you get older, like I'm sure you have, have you always been as open about your insecurities and your tribulations and the things that you haven't been good at or the mistakes you've made when you were younger? No, definitely not as much. Yeah. So, you know, Jamie's talked about being cheated on, sure, but you haven't, we haven't really heard whether like Jamie really thinking through something logically and being like, okay, like let's slow our, you know, and showing a little perspective. I don't know. I don't, who knows? I'm not saying she isn't, but I can't. Right. We just don't see that. I see a lot of excitement from Jamie. I see a lot of like optimism and that seems to track. Yeah. That seems to track with someone in in her age and that's totally fine. It's totally fine. I, I liked um, their second performance. Wait, I can't even remember what song they did. The first one I remember, well, obviously I was there. So I remember watching them and I didn't have anything to compare it to yet. So I was like, I don't know who's been on the show. I don't know what the other singers were like up until this point. I this, They're the first people I saw. And I remember being like, oh, my God, she has a great voice. And she kind of took over like Trevor and he was just kind of there. And their second one, I was like, oh, OK, that was really good. And then when Chris and Brie came in, I was like, oh, 
they were incredible. Like their performance was electric. Their that second song that they did, and they had the energy, and they were working the crowd, and they were like in love. I felt like that was good for what they usually are. They're usually kind of dull on stage, and their second one, I was like, there it is. Yeah. Did you? Did you? So I think you kind of answered that question, but being there live. Uh, you felt a difference between Brie and Chris and, and Trevor and Jamie? Yeah. W- watching it back, I was like, oh, I didn't know like the beforehand stuff when they were like having this moment of like, oh, something's different today. Um, but I just felt like they were a little bit more ready and mature and in a better place, even though Jamie and Trevor were still cute and happy and in love and whatever. It just seemed like puffy love and they were like, had so much to learn in their singing careers. And then the other two seemed a little bit more like there, like ready to go jump on that tour bus. Um, fun fact about uh, how how is Tay Diggs in in person? He was hilarious. And then after I think it was after Andy's season, uh, he followed me on Twitter, and then I realized he had, he follows like a hundred thousand people, and I felt oh. special. But nevertheless, I was like, ah. That was uh, my feeling when Melissa Joan Hart followed me on Twitter. I was like, oh my gosh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like. This is my moment. And then I realize she follows everybody. She has like that Twitter system that like, you know, if that you follow them, they follow you back. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Uh, that ha- ha- happens a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just remember and take I was just, I That's thought he was hilarious. the coolest guy. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. He really is though. He's, he is so funny. And, and just like, like, you know, when you talk to somebody and you, you think they're probably like, like they don't care about me or they're just doing their own thing. Like he, he genuinely was like asking us questions and like was curious about our life and like being in Nashville. He was really sweet. Actually, so was Jewel and Rita. They were so awesome. Do they, wait, they don't, the, Tay doesn't live in Nashville, does he? No, or either he, does, does, did no. any of them live in Nashville? Jewel used to, but I, th- I think she also has a place in Colorado, but um, I think Jewel has a place in Nashville. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about, uh, are they, are, do you know anything about the couples? Are they still together? I was actually wondering the same thing. Um, I don't know. I have no idea, but obviously, well, once Monday airs, I feel like we'll find out because they'll be able to like talk about it on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I mean, does there any part of you think that Jamie and Trevor will last past a year? I mean, I want to believe they will, but my yeah. gut tells me they won't because I get a tiny and I'm I shouldn't judge, <laughs> but I I think I have yeah. I have good intuition and I have little tiny red flags about Trevor. Uh yeah, I think everyone does and it's yeah. doesn't make him a bad bad no. guy. I think even the producers you know, I text now and then. They weren't saying he's a bad guy. They were just like, we're not sure about the guy. Doesn't that, yeah. that doesn't doesn't he, mean he's a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, there's something mysterious about him that I'm like, I don't know. You know what I think I it is? Know. He just doesn't like Jamie that much, but he likes her enough to be, to convince himself in that world that he's into yeah. her. Yeah. Right. But you just don't see the um, you don't see the love that you see from like Chris and Bree and you don't see the love that you have from Jamie who's just like over the moon about Trevor. Right. And he he does sincerely like Jamie yeah. uh, that much more than say Matt liked Rudy where Matt could be like, hey, I like her as a friend. I need to be really honest. Um, I think the big question when it comes between the difference between Matt and Trevor is, uh, you know, and he has the whole American Idol past Oh yeah. Does, oh that, yeah. Does that, ma- that. that that doesn't make him a bad guy either? But is he just is he is he that much? Is he just a little full of shit? You know, in terms of can he convince himself that he's really into Jamie when he when deep down he even knows he's not? I mean, aren't we all a little full of shit? Sure. I mean, everyone is. <laughs> um, I see what you're saying though. But you know what's interesting is when um, we were being judges up there. I asked Trevor, and they didn't show this, but I asked him, um, I mean, you guys seem really blah, 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 and she seems in love. And I said, do you love her? And they didn't, they took it out. Because, and I don't even remember what he said. I think he said, yes, I'm in love with her. Or I'm falling in love with her or something. Well, there's but, a difference. Did he, did, if he says he's falling in love with her, he definitely I ca- I can't remember. And that's when they, sh- uh, when they were airing it and I was watching, I was like, oh, shoot, they took that part out because I don't remember exactly what he said. Um, probably he's falling in love with her. Yeah. 
It pro my here's my guess. It it read, especially after they watched it back, it read like he doesn't love her at all. So they took it out. You're, that's you know what? You're probably right. Uh because it's the finale. You need to like you know I also think I'd remember if he said, I love this girl. Yeah, put it this way. He wasn't just like, you know, God, I can't I couldn't love her enough and I'm truly deeply emotionally attached to yeah. her. No. He, and I always I always question people. And again, I don't think Trevor's, a, I don't know Trevor. Yeah. Um, and that world is a powerful world where you can get caught up in things. But when people repeat uh, platitudes, I start quite like when, how many times is Trevor going to say how he's seen into Jamie's soul? First of all, <laughs> yeah, he did say that a lot. I don't know what that means. Second of all, I'm not he sure. He really wanted to hit that point home. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Just like, uh, okay. I think, you know, like when you say like really obscure things that are like meaningless, it's just like, well, like I you're saw trying soul. to say something like, you know, that saying something about her soul is really deep. So you like it's, use it's, that word. Yeah. It sounds really good, but at the yeah. same time means literally nothing. Right. No one yeah. can really figure out what that means. So like when he eventually breaks up with her and she's like, but you saw into <laughs> my soul and Trevor's like for a million dollars, tell me what that means. <laughs> I would like to ask him that question. What what does that mean? Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, actually, I want him on just to ask him that question. We, you should have him on and just like don't ask anything else. Just have like this one segment on your podcast where it's called "Ask Trevor One Question," and then you just bring him on and then just hang up. Yeah, Trevor, can I? What does it mean to see someone's soul? Yeah, and he answers that question. All right, Trevor, thanks for your time. It's been really great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, would that be totally dickish or? I mean, it would be funny if you, if we're already setting it up this way, okay. and then you have him on another time and have like a good conversation with him. Uh, maybe maybe I'll throw him into like if I'll, I'll make some calls after I get off the phone with you and see if he wants to let me ask him one question. Yeah, I think that'd be <laughs> hilarious. And it, but don't tell him what the question is because no, oh no, you need to yeah, he needs to be like thrown off. Like, wait, what does that mean? And then I would love to hear his rambling explanation. I'm sure he'll say it in a very, well, you know, <laughs> soft, soft voice. and With a, with know, a half smile. Half smile. Just, you know, I'm just, I don't know. It's just when you, um, you know, when you, he'll probably use the word soul a lot to describe what it means, yeah. which is always yeah. like a red flag when someone, well, just what it means is to really see deep. Into, into their, their, their soul. soul. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure what his answer. Um, and you just say, thanks, bye. Yeah. But let's listen, I, again, very powerful world. Uh, doesn't make him a bad guy. And no. when they eventually break up, it doesn't mean that he was totally full of shit. Like, yeah, but how many times do you watch the show and every couple that comes out of any kind of Bachelor show, how, how often do you make a bet of how long they'll last? Every time. Uh, I mean, people do for sure. Yeah. I'll I mean, I, I like, certainly, I certainly made bets about you and Sean and I got, I'll be your, honest, your bet? way off, way off. <laughs> <laughs> nah, listen, I was a, 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 a bitter, angry, heartbroken little bitch, you know, and I was just like, it'll never fucking last. And I was like, and I had all these reasons of why. Uh, yeah, but I you think guys, a lot of people did. A lot of people said that, and I, I do feel like that's every season. Uh, and I, I'd say about six months. You know, once you know, I, I, I you know, it probably took me a month or two to just kind of get over the whole experience, and then mm -hmm. I'd say about six months down the road, I was like, you know, actually, I think the, you know, that's when you start like accepting. You know, it's just like you know, you made the right decision, blah blah blah. Yep. And then it was more like actually, I think, you know, it made a lot of sense, and so that changed. But right after, I was certainly. Well, yeah, you go through different... Like, I give them a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go through different phases of, of grief. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, and I, you know, even... I don't know, how long did I, uh, after Vanessa and I got together, I was like, yeah, I'll give it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing it to yourself. Yeah, I give us a week. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know how it was for you and Sean, but... You know, that's a hard time for every bachelor couple. And you have these uh, very bizarre and crazy fights, uh, usually yeah. related to the show and the things that happen. You're just like, I don't, how do you, like, 
it's a shitty foundation to start yeah. a relationship on. It just is. And every couple that comes out of it will go through like one of the hardest times in any relationship. And it's uh, you either come out of it or you don't. Uh, totally. Uh, what, uh, before, you know, I mean, we just basically covered listen to your heart. Any, anything you want to cover? Any, uh, any more things we can talk about your music career? Uh, I mean, thank you. I, you but I feel like we, I feel like we covered it, but I also, um, who was I talking to you on? I can't remember where, if it was on the podcast last time or where, but we talked about if the season aired again, I can't, or maybe it was just Chris Harrison I was talking to. I can't remember. But the fact that they're playing 10 seasons again, how are they going to break it down into three hours? Are they going to show, this is why I'm curious. Are they going to show like, just like basically um, try and wrap it up in three hours of what happened? Or are they going to show like never seen before footage? Well, I, I don't know the answer to their question. I, I said to them, uh, they absolutely should show uh, never seen before footage. That's what uh, I think. Because uh, I've heard that it's more difficult to find old footage than you realize. Because as you, it, you know, and we've talked, I've talked about this uh, they're, and you know, like they're filming hundreds of hours of footage and they might use 8% of that, right? right? Most of which is this like people talking about the lamest things, right? Yeah. Uh, they can't possibly hang on to all that inventory. So after a few years, right. they get rid of it, right? And so it seems it sounds like there's a lot of things that are just, they're just, they don't have anymore. I didn't um, think about that, yeah. But self, like there's some... I mean, I'm thinking about your season. I'm thinking about my season. Um, I'll just say this. There are people who get protected uh, yeah. that have done some shit. And I personally would, you know, would like to see that, see the light of day. Um, no. <laughs> I know. That would be I really compelling. I don't because I just watched, um, I can't remember what this show was called. It's some documentary on Netflix where they have like six different episodes in one season. And this one was about um, um, sh like, remember Jenny Jones and like Phil Donahue and like Maury Povich. Yeah. Are you talking about that Netflix doc about like, I'm watching, I watch it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's about the press and like, you know, the I, ratings oh I, and I'm, I'm, I'm what I don't forgot what it's called, but I want, I'm I like four, I've, I'm four episodes in right now. It's really yeah. good. I watched one and it was about the Jenny Jones show yeah, and how um, they like totally humiliate totally. people and all at the expense of, you know, people's emotions for ratings and all this stuff. And this guy ends up ends up killing his best friend because he embarrassed him on national television. And this guy, was which is like, not triggered. great, but the show no. itself is. Well, yeah. Yeah. That, no, that's it's terrible. But like, it's it's fascinating. fascinating. Hearing, yeah. Um, but where was it? Oh, yeah. So then I'm like, when I think about like all the stuff they could show, um, the producers could go back and, you know, expose people. I'm like, I would worry about a lot of people's uh, emotional and mental state going through all of that again when you think it's past you. Uh, I guess there's that. I don't think, you know, even the things I'm thinking about, I don't, I, as someone who's been through the ringer, as you have as well. Uh, Wait, I want to know. <laughs> What? I want to know uh, what specifically you're thinking about. Well, I mean, listen, there's stuff, obviously. Sh I, I personally think Sean got a pretty favorable edit. Um, there's a, there's, you know, I'm just, whatever. Anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, like, do I, but I, I, I say this knowing that, like, did Sean do anything, like, egregious or terrible? Of course not, right? No. It's all within that silly little world of, of how what they choose to emphasize or things yeah. they might say um yeah. i still think he, you know he got a pretty favorable i think things could have gone very differently for him on yeah. my season there was a there was an epic battle between vanessa and rachel that didn't see the light of day because well right. vanessa was my girl and and rachel was the and it was kind of like i think there was a thought like this isn't going to do anyone any good and it would probably it would probably not have it would have been less good for Vanessa is is my right. understanding. Yeah, and, of course uh, they have to protect, I'm not necessarily protect like but do I think I don't I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I'm actually right. curious about the fight. Uh, I know, I don't think, you wish they could just send us certain things that we could ask for and be like, "Ooh, could I see that?" and they could just send yeah. it over? Um, I would personally I don't know if they're airing mine. I think there's some discussion, but like if if they did, I would fucking love to see that fight. 
Yeah. Uh, I heard it was epic. I heard it was like really juicy. And they were just like, uh, out of a I mean, I can only imagine and, those two personalities going at it. Oh, and I guess they really did. Um, wow. And it was uh, a real shame. From a TV standpoint, I mean, I appreciate it because at the time, they they did me a favor. Um and, and I think they did a Rachel favor and they certainly did Vanessa a favor by, you know, being like, you yeah, know what, we're just going to, you know, and for again, for all the uh, uh, the heat that producers get, they they do look out for, for us from time to time. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, they do. But there's like, I'm trying to think, um, like even even if you think back onto my season, however, that's like five years ago, it's it's crazy what they were allowed to even get away with then where it's like so wrong in the times now. Broke like, ba- Bachelor? What? Yes. Broke, yeah. Yes. Like JJ and Clint, that whole thing. I'm like, that would not fly in 2020. Uh, yeah. When they air your season, uh, that's certainly, they they will breeze right through that yes. uh, and, and be like, oh, yeah, we know that joke we said. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's not funny anymore. Um, a little tone deaf. Probably yeah, yeah. Um, a lot. Uh, yeah. it, it'll be interesting. Also, like, I, I'm sure like <clears throat> it will be fascinating. And you know, we've talked about this and I'm sure you've addressed it. Uh, you walked so Hannah Brown could run. Uh, your people's fans reactions to uh, you being progressive with your sexuality was mm-hmm. treated far different than Hannah Brown treated was treated. Yeah. Uh, and so how, people seeing that through a different lens. Yeah. Uh, even myself, right? Like um, when I showed up on your season, I was the villain from Andy's season. It was like, yeah. how did, you know? And so I'll be, because it was funny when I, when I remember watching when I came on, other than like my hair, I was pretty fine with my, I was actually fine with my edit. Like I didn't like my edit on Andy's season, but I honestly thought I got a fair edit on your season. Mm-hmm. It was just like, if you didn't like me from the previous season, there wasn't enough there to like, completely changed. I mean, I changed some people's mind, but it wasn't the 180 that you saw, right? right. So it will be different going back. Again, I don't know what they show, what they focus on or, you know, I'm how much so they cram curious in. curious what they'll show. And like, you know how like some of us can get um, like the screener. So if we podcast, we can, you know, have a little yeah. heads up. I wonder if they'll let us see those beforehand. I think they probably will. I don't know. Have are you, I I've actually thought, do we recap a recap? yeah yes because it's so interesting like to to take a whole season and cut it down to three hours i just i just don't know how they're gonna do it with telling a whole story especially when i'm not with that person anymore and some people aren't and like sean lowe married with three kids like are they gonna you know i don't know if it's gonna be like a feel-good thing or a like dramatic thing i don't know my understanding is it's in, intended to be a feel good thing. Um, yeah. Uh, even like the villains from whatever respected season, I think it's also different now too. I forgot the girl's name who was the villain on Sean Lowe's season, but you know, for example, yeah, Tierra, uh, Tia Tierra, yeah. But it's also different times. You look at look yeah. at Corinne from my season was like the first. You know, in a traditional sense, Corinne was the villain of my season. And she was also the star. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. people appreciate villains f- differently than they do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demi would have been the villain of Colton's season. And look at Demi now. You know, it's this different... Um, people's, it's, people view it different. They view it in a different lens. So I don't think... I, I definitely don't think the show's out to get anyone. No, and I, I don't and I think, think so either. You know, never seen before footage. Again, it's always, there's only so much time that really can focus on something. And half the time, for example, like when I was the villain in Andy season, it's like they, there's a build, right? Nick's strategic. So every week it was just a reminder of these little things. And there's this build. I don't think they can build up. What they're going to show is like these little fights. And either way, it's just going to be fun to watch. It'll be more like yeah. a, I feel like a real housewives where it's just like, no one's a villain. Everyone's just fucking crazy. And it's funny totally. and it's great. And, you know, if someone has an amazing one liner, we'll love that. Right. Yeah. I honestly think like the Tierras of the world, uh, if they like show her, people will, instead of being like, oh, I hate that girl, like they would on Twitter, they're going to be like, rock star, you know? Totally. I it think it'll be more like changed. that. Um, 
so that that will be uh it will be interesting but uh yeah it'll be kind of fun uh um the, the I mean, where are the where are you guys yeah, and it, it, it will be interesting. Like, obviously, you and Sean, Vanessa and I are not together. Uh, you know, Ben, I know they're airing Ben's season. Like, Ben and Lauren are not together. Yeah. I, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with, like, you know, Vanessa and I are not together. But do I think it's weird if they... I, I'm not ashamed of that story. Right. Uh, I'm not... Uh, it's not awkward for me to watch it back. Uh, you and Jason, for example are in this great relationship. Like, is it, mm-hmm. do you think is, 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 I don't, you know, I know Jason, and I talked about it a little bit on when he was on my podcast. He doesn't seem the least bit bothered by the possibility. Uh, I'm more bothered than he is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more like, like ah. <laughs> what, 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 what scares you the most? Um, you know what? Honestly, it's, I'm, it's not even that it scares me. It's just reliving, um, certain, a certain relationship like I don't know it just to relive that it's just so hard for me because it was so different in that show to what it was and then to now that I'm like oh I just don't want to go back there and be in that mindset do you think uh and I'm just thinking out loud but what do you mean like I I'll speak for my like for Vanessa and I right like Mm -hmm. uh in that world I was head over heels for her I was just like, I, I was, I was, you know, when I, when I teared up on our first one-on-one date, those were very real tears. And what those were was relief of like, thank God there's someone here that I'm falling for. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we just weren't compatible, nothing against either of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like our relationship on the show was not what our relationship was, as you said, in real life. And are you afraid of like people glorifying that relationship now that it's over? No, because I think people have just seen, and I've, I've always been so open and honest on podcasts about things and how I feel. And like, I feel like everyone just sees how happy and content I am right now that they'll be like, and it was so long ago, like five years is a long time. I think people will just find it entertaining and fun to watch. I just think, I think so for myself, it was such, and I know this sounds dramatic and people will never, never understand, but it was so hard what I went through. And I felt like almost traumatized that I like, I kind of blacked out a lot of that season because it was just so much that I just am scared of all these feelings being like, not, not like feelings like, Ooh, I still have feelings, but like, just, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. No, I mean, listen, I, I, I get it. Um, I haven't watched, uh, you know, it's funny last night, uh, literally last night, I got a text message from, uh, Alicia. You know Alicia. Yeah, she, yeah. Alicia. Alicia used to be the executive producer of the show, and she sent me pictures from Andy's season. Last, yeah. literally last night. I don't know yeah. if she was like reminiscing. It was a picture of me and Josh and Markel and JJ in a bath, like messing around. And then yeah. she sent me a picture of me and Andy in the ocean on our fantasy suite date, like literally right after I told her I loved her. And I looked at the picture and I was just like, it definitely takes you back, like mm-hmm. not. Not, I don't have feelings for Andy. Couldn't yeah, be more it, over that relationship. But like, you look back and you're just like, it's overwhelming. Oh. It's overwhelming because like, it. I boy, I I remember that moment vividly. You know, it was a really crazy day, and it was mm-hmm. just like it really. They, they were such intense. This the, these experiences were so intense for us. Um, yeah, that it, it is uh, such a crazy. Like, it, I mean, it's a wild experience to go on that show and. To, to even just like even when I went back for like the reunion for the bachelorettes like walking into the mansion and smelling it I was like uh, so overwhelmed that I like lost my breath I I have not been back to the mansion Caitlin and and not been out to the pool and not thought every time <laughs> this is where Caitlin dumped me <laughs> that's I my still wish you would have pushed me in the pool that's I still I still kind of <laughs> wish I did I mean, I would have been a total, like, I wonder, think about that. Like, in that moment, it would not have been good for me. But I wonder if it would have gone down as an, a fun moment. <laughs> yes, it would have. <laughs> oh, God. I just, like, like really gently. Like, not aggressively. Yeah, right. You don't weigh that much. Just like a just little. Like a finger. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little shoulder tap into the pool. Like, I'll walk myself out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, that would have been that would have been fun. Uh, Caitlin, it's always fun to talk to you. Thank you for uh, recapping this episode with me. Uh, tons of congratulations your way on the success of your single. Uh, remind people where they can find it. Uh, well, it's anywhere that you can download music. So Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Um, I, I I don't know all the music things that you can go, but it's also um, on my link on my bio in my in my Instagram. And yeah, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, I, I are you do you you know what? I feel like you really set yourself up for when fans come up to you to like try to throw <laughs> and be like, can I? Can I be honest? Can I be honest? Yeah. I love your song. Or, or the I dick know. person who's going to be a, can I be honest? If I'm being honest, I don't. I, I know. Uh, I like it, though. It gets people talking. It's a very relatable song. It's yeah. a, uh, yeah, I can see why it, it, it has, it definitely has a legitimate chance, I think, to be a, a bop and a song that people listen to, on, like you want, right? You want a song that you listen to over and over. Mm-hmm. And you want a song that people listen to and sing out loud because it makes them like feel like they're able to express themselves. And it certainly, uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm one of those guys who looks at, listens more to the melodies than the lyrics, but like, mm. because I know you, I actually tried to pay attention to the lyrics and yeah. I could see why, especially a lot of women would find this to be incredibly relatable. Um, Thanks. so I hope it, uh, I hope it blows up and congratulations. It's pretty awesome. Excited to see what else you drop and um yeah thanks for coming on thank you for having me uh thanks for listening guys uh as always don't forget to send your questions at asknick at castme.com and uh, if you haven't checked out our ask nick episodes on mondays give it a listen we give some uh relationship advice and people share their stories it's a lot of fun and check us out tomorrow for a wonderful episode with a very talented also musician and uh, talented actress laura morano have a good day <laughs>